Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, joined by two of our newest team members here at Prep Baseball California, Stephen Hardesty and Matt Monk. And fellas, uh, busy weekend for us, but I want to thank you guys here for hopping on the podcast as we break down the SoCal preseason All-State underclass. So welcome to the show. Excited to be back, Les. Looking forward to talking about some really good 26 and 27s. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the preseason All-State in its sixth year uh, here in Southern California, uh, we have evolved it to the point where our first year was just a straight showcase. Uh, Now it is a showcase with gameplay uh, and what we have seen with both the underclass and the upperclass versions of this event is we are getting players that want to come and participate in the, you know, the gameplay portion. We're about three weeks before the start of the high school season here in Orange County, um, the Southern section, I should say. Uh, And, you know, these guys want to come out, get some live ABs against some quality arms. And, you know, both of these events, particularly the, the underclass that we'll focus on in this podcast, you know, we saw some quality arms and some quality play all around. Definitely. I was really impressed, you know, getting out to see some young guys early on. I think we talked about this on the OC uh, podcast last time. The 26 and 27s just continue to impress me with how good some of these kids are. And 40 plus of them out there in Lake Elsinore. And it was a lot of fun just to watch these guys running around. Arms getting on the mound. There's some good stuff up there. Guys taking good swings and couple kids just making me laugh with the energy and how much fun they had being out there on what was a cool and crisp day out there. Yeah, like you said, the, the energy from the kids is always exciting to see, especially being around them in the dugouts. So um, it's, it's very impressive to see how they grow from times before we see them and then just how they come in as a baseline for us. Yeah, you talked about the uh, facility. Shout out to Coach Neil Post over at Temescal Canyon High School for allowing us the opportunity to bring this event to his facility. And what a facility, right? I mean, all turf field, uh, you know, with the lights, you know, you got the sunken dugouts. It's just a really impressive facility. And you talk about cool. Cool would be about 52 degrees in Southern California, Hardy. This was dang hey, cold, I bro. On. This was, yeah, but yeah, but were you happy about that? At, yeah, were you, were you happy that you had shorts on at 8 o'clock in the morning? I don't know, man. It was pretty darn cold. Uh, day one, I definitely may have thrown some pants on. It got a little <laughs> chilly when I got out of the car that morning. Yeah, day one was was brutal. I think it was uh, 32 as Matt and I sat in the car there freezing. Uh, But you know what? Hey, despite that, uh, the sun came out, it warmed up, and and we had some some really good uh, performances from a number of players. We're going to highlight a few of those guys here, and, you know, we're going to jump right in. And, Matt, we'll start with you with the guy that we had an opportunity to see quite a bit of and get to know really well uh, last summer at the Junior Future Games out in Georgia. Uh, you know, we're talking about 6'3", uh, right-handed pitcher Jay Beckett-Berg out of Notre Dame High School. And and I'll tell you what, Matt, the improvements that we've seen from JFGs to what we saw here at the preseason All-State, I mean, Berge is definitely trending up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
you talk about someone who has a frame that's going to keep on growing and he's a very impressive guy as like a person but like you see these these things that surround him he has extremely good spin rates and you can just tell that as he continues to grow add velocity add weight and all that his stuff's going to get even more filthy like his slider or sweeper as he likes to call it max out at 2700 at i think the rising stars game last spring and like we, we've seen those numbers continue to show up of high uh 2500 plus so it's it's very impressive his skill set and we saw a small jump in his velocity as well on a day that weather conditions you know not the best for throwing just because of all the wind and because it was super cold but like very impressive outing from him um showcasing that that sweeper and striking out a couple of guys yeah, and Hardy, you know, obviously we, we'd seen Bergie, you know, a good amount since uh, last year. We saw him at a Rising Stars ID, I believe it was at Eastlake, if I'm not mistaken, Matt. And then we saw him at the Rising Stars game at Cerritos College. Then we had him with us, obviously, out at Junior Future Games. And then we get a chance to see him here, um, you know, this past weekend at our underclass preseason All-State. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, from a former college coach's standpoint, your initial um, your initial evaluation or initial thoughts uh, on what is potentially, you know, one of the better 2027s that we saw all weekend. It's one of those things, you know, I've always heard said the eye test, the eye test is the first thing you got to pass guys that don't pass it. Then you got to show. Well, after that, he passes the eye test. He walks in. It looks like a prototype pitcher's body, you know, long levers, high hips. It's lean. It's athletic when he walks. Like I'm watching him walk into the field as he's coming in and it's just this loose, nice, easy gait. And I look down and I go, Oh, well, makes sense. Kid throws at Notre Dame high school. And it's a little factory over there of guys that they just keep pumping out. And he, he looks like the next guy in line for a Notre Dame program that's had some really talented arms. Uh, I was out in right center field evaluating the hitters and kind of watching everything from the backside. And, man, does the ball come out of his hand really nice. It's an easy arm action. It comes out good. It's got some life on it. Matt was talking about the slider. I mean, the amount of horizontal movement that he gets on it from the backside it was tough. it was a tough at bat for hitters. I mean, five guys, two punch outs, pair of ground balls. I think only one guy got a barrel on him. Otherwise, everything else was just swing and miss, soft contact. He's gonna be a fun one. I'm excited to watch him over the next couple of years over there at Notre Dame. Yeah, he's got he's got a bright future. You talked about the one hit he gave up, and it it was a uh, it was it was a no fluke. We'll just leave it at that. No. Right to it to the big man show. <laughs> it was a battle for that guy to get that hit, though. It was an impressive. Oh, it was. It, really it, it was. It, it definitely was. That was uh that was a lot of fun. That last AB of the game there. So I I really liked Berg. I'm I'm pumped. Like I said, to see him more. Uh, he kind of kicks off the day. Well, let's move on to the 26 class. We saw some really good 26s out there. Started off with Alvaro Moreno Jr. out of Etiwanda, 26 third baseman, right-handed pitcher. What do you got on him, Les? You know, I liked I liked uh, Alvaro quite a bit, man. Uh, you know, he came out and he ran pretty well for a guy his size. You know, he's currently we got him ranked as the 12th number 12 uh, sh- uh, third baseman in the state. 
But we're talking about 6'3", 190, right? Like, this is a physical dude already. Uh, BP was was really impressive. I mean, it's a, it's a quick turn of the barrel. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a very direct path to the ball. Um, you know, he likes to use that backside, right? And we saw that in game as well uh, with, you know, a shot to uh, right field in the game, um, you know, that opened up the hitting, if you will, uh, for the game. Uh, but it, it's their strength. There's some power. Uh, he's quick to the ball. He's short to the ball. Uh, and I think that, you know, and then additionally, defensively, I thought he was pretty strong as well, uh, where I thought, you know, for sure the arm plays. Uh, this is a guy that we'll have an opportunity to get, you know, a closer look at in the uh, PBR California Spring Invitational as Etiwanda will be in it again. But Matt, not sure if you saw him uh, before this, but interesting. To, I'd be interested to get your take on him as well. Right. Yeah. Like you said, big physical body, and the way that we saw his hitting approach, like he had a five-six pitch at bat, which ended up with him shooting the ball the other way which is just like what you love to see with a hit tool like they're not trying he's not trying to do too much taking what he gets and and you know slapping the ball the other way for a hit um see i mean his bp numbers showed uh low high 80s uh max exit below but like i said earlier the weather conditions were not the best for just about anything but um hits the ball on the line and on the ground and in the air at good numbers with his percentages. So it's it's a really impressive uh, physique and skill set currently that we'd love to see keep growing and we'll get to see at the Invitational. Yeah, and you, you talked about, uh, you know, the five or six pitch uh, AB that resulted in, in the base hit. He also had a seven pitch 6-3 uh, ground out, which was, I thought, equally as impressive uh, mm-hmm. given the arm he was facing uh, in that AB as well. Yeah, I think one yeah. thing that stood out for me at 6-3, 190 on the defensive side, the way he could play one-handed. He went laterally to his glove side, Nice one-hand pick. He came in on the slow roller. Wasn't a two-hand. He went down with one hand, popped up, threw from the hip. You know, he looks like a guy that's got a chance to stick over at third base. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So let's talk about our next guy. Evan Alexander, right-hand pitcher slash shortstop. Showed a great showing on both sides of the ball. Um, high velo guy, especially as young 26. And what do you guys have on him? Oh, man, he had quite a good day. I'm going to really focus in on what he did at the plate and defensively. You know, moved really well on the infield work. I saw the feet, the arm is there. The range actually really impressed me, the way he could go laterally at shortstop, you know, 81 miles an hour across the infield. It was another one where it wasn't a loaded up to get to that 81. He got there pretty easily, you know, within your typical two, four, six step pattern. Once you field, he's not running the gas up to throw it across. The swing, though, was impressive. It's quick. It's compact. He had a really good feel for his barrel, shooting line drives. Not really geared to hit for a lot of power right now. It's more doubles, you know, getting that mid-80s exit velocity at the max but it plays in game he absolutely smoked a line drive double over the center fielder's head in his lone at bat of the day and it really caught my eye um, but once he stepped on the mound it, it's pretty good up there it was 
the best velocity that we saw on the day. Snaps off a really good slider. Um, Les, if you want to dive a little deeper in on what he did on the bump. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy that was 84, 88 as a, you know, true sophomore. And I say the word true sophomore given his age. Um, not, you know, a holdback or anything. But, you know, we talk about the slider too. I mean, the slider was, I thought, the best slider we saw at, during the underclass event. I mean, you're talking up to 77 with twenty over 2,400, um, you know, spin rate. And I just really liked the way he battled. Like, he went after guys. He wasn't nibbling. He wasn't, you know, trying to you get the swing and miss. He was going after guys. And it was one of those deals where, look, I'm going to come after you and hit it if you can. Uh, you know, and, and, and fortunately for him, not a lot of guys, uh, you know, hit. He did have, he did give up the one hit there uh, to a guy we'll talk about here in a minute, Michael Nonis, the, the barrel to right center field, but, or left center field, excuse me. But, you know, outside of that, it was a pretty clean inning for him. And it's just a loose, quick arm, right? Uh, you know, quick to fast right now, if you will. Uh, it's 6'2", 175. It's easy to dream on the projection. Uh, you know, he's got a little baby face to him still. So I think it's a guy who's, you know, probably young for his grade. Um, and at 6'2", 175, it's easy to see, you know, why he'll be, you know, one of the better 26s in the state as we move through the spring. The one thing that'll be intriguing is, you know, playing at Brentwood School, you know, smaller school, you know, lower division here in Southern California, uh, you know, obviously a uh, high-end private school uh, up in the LA area. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that comp- how facing that competition uh, during the high school season uh, impacts him, you know, when he gets into the summer circuit and into the fall circuit. Which, you know, could be could be said for a lot of these guys, and and you know when we talk about um, left-handed hitters, uh, you know one of the left-handed hitters that that really caught our attention here uh, out uh, uh, at the SoCal Underclass uh, preseason All State was uh, you know 2026 middle infielder out of Bishop Amat, Gabe Guerrero. Um, you know I know that he was pretty intriguing to both of you guys, but Hardy, we'll, we'll start with you in terms of. You know, what stood out to you from Guerrero? Oh, I'm, I'm a sucker for a left-handed hitting middle infielder, and especially if they look like they can stay there. Uh, he put together a really good BP. It's just a compact swing, direct path to the ball, understands kind of what his skill set is. I didn't see him trying to lift, trying to turn on the baseball. He was just working back through the middle, line drive, line drive, hard on the ground, Got up to 92-1 on his exit velocity. And then when he got into the game, and uh, actually before I skip over to that, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, good hands, 22-2 on the blast motion with his hand speed. He gets a good use of his lower half, 21-7. Um, like I say, it just it was a good approach to what he was doing at the plate during BP. And he went into the game and applied exactly what he was doing in BP into the game. Smoked a line drive to left field for a hit. Second at bat comes up, hit a hard ground ball at the shortstop. Just really stays to what his strength is. It's more hit tool than power. But when you're left-handed, you've got the actions and the athleticism that should be able to stick up the middle. He's a guy that's going to have a chance to be a pretty good player playing at a good program in Bishop Amat. 
Uh, Matt, what do you got on him? What did you like about him? I mean, yeah, like you said, he just has really good hands. Um, uh, his, his approach lets him be open to the entire field, going gap to gap, foul pull to foul pull. And we saw that with his hit in game. Um, and then, like you said, the left the left handed swing coming from him it's it's going to be exciting to watch as he continues to get better as he gets older. Absolutely. So another good twenty six that we saw on the day, uh, Elijah Duarte out of Ayala twenty six plays two premium defensive positions: a shortstop and a catcher. Um, I'm going to hit on him real quick, and I'm going to pass it over to Les, but the defensive ability that he can do at a pair of premium spots where he looks like he could stick at either spot really stood out to me. What'd you like about him left? Well, I've, I've, I've known about Elijah for a while because his dad JD is, is one of the better catching instructors that we have here in Southern California. And I've known JD for a while. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was how well he played middle infield um he made the one play where he was deep in the hole and he charged a little short hop scoop and he threw the guy out and i walked over to the fence and i you know i told his dad i'm like dude are you you sure we we're trying to make this guy a catcher you know like that's pretty darn good and you know it turns out that you know he's been working with you know on that part of his game for for some time but i mean this is a guy who is Fairly physical, uh, right? I mean, he's not, you know, a sloppy-bodied player at all. Um, definitely strong for his size, but with room for more there. Um, you know, I loved him in the middle infield. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, got a chance to be pretty darn good behind the dish. The catch and throw I thought was really good. The arm strength is really good. Uh, but at the plate is, is what really impressed me. Uh, you know, he took really good at-bats throughout the game. Uh, I don't know that uh, he had the one uh, hit there in his first at-bat or in his second at-bat, um, you know, but I think the at-bats that he took were, I, I think, as impressive as his defensive play for me personally at uh, up the middle. Yeah. Matt, Matt, what, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, in terms of his, his BP numbers, max exit velocity of 94.4 and an average exit velocity of, 89.6 that really screams like consistency right he's able to consistently output these hard hit balls over and over again on a high rep basis and so that's what you love to see when you're when you're looking at these guys they can put together these performances where they're hitting the ball consistently every time that shows the work that they've put in and I mean like you said he can play two positions and that's a great thing for Ayala to have because they have 20 class 27 Cody Brown who's also a catcher there so it's it's a good thing to have premium position players who are projectable and playing well um, at multiple positions. So that's a great have for Ayala to have two catchers as well as Duarte who can play up the middle. Yeah, I think he's going to have a chance to to play there uh, in the middle for sure for 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 Ayala. And and again, another guy we'll see at the um, you know Prep Baseball California Spring Invitational as Ayala makes a return trip again. Uh, this year but moving on to another 26 uh you know a guy we've seen a few times now uh we saw him at the uh rising stars id uh, a couple years back uh, you know we've seen him at a couple of, of events since then 
and a guy who, in my opinion, had quietly one of the best days at the plate, uh, and that's 2026 catcher Michael Nonas out of Centennial High School here in Corona. Um, catcher third baseman, really like him behind the plate, but I was more impressed with the gains he's made from an athletic standpoint that have allowed him to play third base. Matt, what do you think? I mean, yeah, like you said, great day at the plate. It was impressive watching him. He had good at-bats and then had a ball through the 4-3 hole and then a ball that he dropped into left field on a line drive. So, I mean, he's he just displayed really good at-bats, consistent contact. You know, he's not, once again, not trying to do too much, and that's what you want to see now. And then as they project, they add the power, they add – strength and all of that, it will, it will continue to get better as he shows off his good hitting approach. Hardy, uh, you're for, I you're, like notice. Yeah, you know, another left-handed hitter, right? Oh, yes. And, I mean, I'm going to go down. I think last year, a San Diego Padres guy. There's a little <laughs> bit of a Tony Gwynn for me Ooh. watching him hit. Just really loose hands, like doesn't – no stiffness. He lets them work. He can go line to line. Ah, just the BP was really pretty. 333 feet on his max exit velocity, or his max distance. And it was a line drive. Just mm-hmm. backspin, hard ground ball. He can lift it to the pull side. It's just a really advanced feel for what he's doing up there. And both at bats were pretty. I mean, he... Got a pitch inside. He turns on it, shoots it through the 4-3 hole for a single. Then he comes up against Alexander, who may have been, like I said, one of the probably three best arms on the day. Takes a fastball, drives it to left center. And it was no cheapy. It wasn't a flare. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any fade to it. It was a line drive right over the shortstop's head in mm-hmm. the gaps. Center fielder cuts it off. I mean, if it beats the center fielder, he's easy stand-up double out of it. I mean, man, I could sit and watch that kid swing it all day long. It was one that I really, really liked what he did at the plate. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, again, the thing that impresses me the most, and, and I even shared this with him, I said, man, you're you're looking good physically, right? Um, yeah. And he's, you know, he just kind of, he, he, it doesn't, it doesn't have the defined muscle strength of some of the other guys we saw, but make no mistake, dude, that is a strong physical dude. Yeah, the hands are strong. The forearms are strong. Like, as you mentioned earlier, the more athletic he gets, the more he continues to develop there, he's going to be a good one going forward. Yeah, and speaking of guys that are, are pretty good ones, you know, going forward and even currently, uh, you know, a guy that we've seen – you know, a few times now in the in the last six months or so, uh, Sal Gagliano, uh, shortstop third baseman out of Patrick Henry, a, a loaded program down in San Diego, uh, a guy that Matt you'll probably see in a whole lot of this spring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sal is one of my favorites. He stood out a lot um, at the underclass games in October, and he has showcased a big physicality with a very strong bat. And just coming back. Um, this past weekend, it's like things have definitely improved. It feels like mm-hmm. he's grown a little bit and gained some size and then um, shaving off some time off his 60 to a low sevens. So like the improvement that he's shown with the physicality that he already has, it's like he he feels like one of those guys that you can see just having a great season this year with potential power and, and a solid hitting approach that allows him to just hit the ball hard consistently. 
Yeah, and, and and Hardy, you know, we we talked about, you know, Matt just talked about, you know, hitting the ball hard consistently. He certainly did that in BP, but the you know the the double uh, that he smoked in Ooh. game was was pretty impressive. Yeah, he turned on that pitch, pulled it, and it was a fastball in on his hands. He kept it fair, didn't hook it, and it was just a line drive right down the line. Uh, just a really pretty swing. You talked about his BP. I mean, up to 96 miles an hour. But what was more impressive, his average exit velocity at 89.7 and a 70, 75% sweet spot rate. He just really consistent feel for the barrel and what he's doing at the plate. Uh, Matt, you talked about this earlier, the athleticism, his actions and the way he moved at shortstop during the defensive work. And I, I don't remember the game if he had any plays over there, but he moved really well. When you're talking that size, that strength, if he can stick at shortstop going forward, He's going to be a really good one for coaches to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, that that that's that's the big thing I think for for him is you know can he stay it short? Um, you know if he doesn't, he slides over to third and he's a you know he's an uber athletic third baseman. Uh, yeah. Whereas if he stayed it short, you know, I mean, I mean just talking about today, right? Not projecting but if he stays it short today you know you have an average athlete playing short uh whereas if you slide him to the corner you know you got above average athlete playing third uh but i think it's a guy that as matt mentioned you can see the the change physically already and that's was in what three four months uh you know and, and so it's that in and of itself is pretty exciting Agreed. Yeah, this was my first look at him, but I heard you guys talking about him, some of the looks that you'd had at him before, and it's like if he's gotten that much better, three to four months, it's going to be fun to see what he can do over the next 12 months. Uh, leading us yeah, into definitely. another 26, this was one I really liked him. He's a top 100 kid in California, the 26 class. Royce McKenzie, just compact frame, but he was one of the ones I talked about earlier, guys that just had so so much energy and had so much fun out there watching him do everything he did just radiated like how much he loves being at the park and it turns into a pretty darn good skill set all around he had probably the for me if Nonus wasn't the best batting practice McKenzie was the, the best batting practice 100% sweet spot rate 90 mile an hour exit velocity uh, just line drive after line drive, good feel for what he's doing up there. He really stood out for me. What do you got on him, Les? What do you think about him? Well, this is, we've seen Royce a few times now, and I just think he keeps getting better and better. But my favorite thing about Royce is, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously, right? He smoked that ball into the outfield that, you know, I mean, kids in the dugout were yeah, kids in the dugout were yelling, get out. And I mean, I mean, I, I thought it was going, uh, you know, got caught up in the wind and, you know, got caught at the track and, you know, he's rounding second I'm yelling, you know, good poke, good poke. And he's just kind of smiling. And, and, you know, I asked him, I'm like, I'm like, did you miss it? And he just was like, just a little bit, you know? And, and I was kind of like, all right, you know, but he's a guy that'll, that'll chat with you and, and, you know, is always, 
you could tell he loves playing the game. Uh, but when it's time to play the game, you know, he's all business as we saw it, you know, not only the underclass games in the fall, but, but this event here last weekend. And I mean, there is some strength in that frame, make no mistake. It might be, it might be diminutive, but he is a strong dude. Uh, you know, and he packs on, you know, he packs a pretty good punch, Matt, as we've seen now at a couple of events. Right. Yeah. Like you said, Royce is a great kid. He's always fun to talk to. Um, and he plays the game right. And, you know, he's going out there to compete every single time and, and putting in exceptional performances, especially with those stolen bases. His frame is more compact, but like you see, he has some speed with a low 760 and that will continue to add on. And, and you really think about how he can be a very versatile outfielder with a good contact bat in the future. Yeah, and I think that he can handle center field too, which is, I mean, I think he's proven that with, you know, good jumps, good arm strength, uh, the ability to, uh, you know, get, track balls down, but more importantly, get balls in quickly from the outfield uh, with a, you know, close to an 80 mile an hour arm that shows some accuracy, Hardy. Would you agree with that? Agreed. He moved really well. He, I know he had one play in the game and it was. It wasn't a routine fly ball, but man, did he make it look routine. It was a quick first step and just kind of floated over to it, caught it, and it just looked really easy. The throws actually really impressed me because it's a little bit shorter arm action when he comes up, but it comes out, it's online, it doesn't have that fade at the end of it, it carries through, good skip, he had a feel for knowing when to long hop and when he could let it loose. Yeah, just an intriguing player uh, all around. Um, you know, coming up on on the last few guys here, uh, one of the guys that I was pretty excited when he registered, when he accepted the invitation, um, is, is a guy out of Palos Verdes High School, 26. Uh, two-way guy, shortstop, right-handed pitcher, uh, Kai Von Skoyak. Uh, you know, I remember seeing his older brother uh, pitch for for Palos Verdes, uh, you know, but everything coming out of the summer was that Kai is beginning to take that next step. Uh, and I think we saw that this, this past Saturday, uh, you know, both, both actually three ways, right? We saw it at the plate. We saw it defensively up the middle and we certainly saw it on the mound. Matt, what was your takeaway? Yeah, so Kai put together a great all-around performance. He threw 86, which is our top infield velocity on the day in the workout portion. That just helps project him even more on the hill, which he was at 82, 84, peaking at 85. So he's he's a complete athlete, has a really good arm for where he's at right now. And the triple, I mean, the wind did play a small part in it, but it, it carried, and yes. it was going very far. <laughs> it was yeah, it's a loose athlete. I mean, his BP, he, you can see the hand speed and just the explosiveness of the swing. And Matt's mentioned this several times, the wind coming in from left field, not the best day if you're trying to lift and drive the ball to the pull side. And he was able to get one through the wind over the fence. He had a couple others that just missed going out. And the ball carries to all parts of the field. It's not just straight pull side juice. He can get a ball up to the right field side, and it can carry with some backspin to it. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned that triple, Matt. I had him at eleven seven eight, uh, home to home to third, which you know is pretty good for 
uh, you know, a two-way guy, particularly a sophomore two-way guy. Uh, you know, this is a guy who has a chance to be, you know, in, you know, the, the two or three, uh, four Palos Verdes this year uh, as they head into the spring season. You know, got a taste of it a little bit last year as a freshman. Uh, you know, he's going to be a guy that they're they're going to rely on probably for the next three years. And, you know, another guy whose program is going to rely on him for the next three years uh, as we shift gears to another 26, former outfielder, present first baseman, right-handed pitcher, uh, and member of Team California at the 23 California or uh, uh, future games um, is Gary Morse. And, you know, he was, in my opinion, uh, one of two or three of the most impressive arms we saw that that day. Would you guys agree with that? Hardy, let's start with Completely, you. Completely, yeah. Easily in the top three guys that we saw on that day. It's another kid, eye test passer right off the bat. Six seven. 190 lean athletic really good pitchers frame then when he gets on the mound i just loose whippy arm action the thing that i really caught my eye was the body control for a guy at six seven already and just being a sophomore in high school does a really good job of his lower half stays online he was 89 to 90.7 Spun it really well, uh, 77 on the curveball with some power to it. Uh, flipped in a couple changeups that I liked. I mean, it was low 80s. He throws it with good arm speed. He doesn't baby it up there. You know, he sells it. It was a really impressive performance. I'm trying to find my notes right now. But I feel like I remember at least two punch outs, if not three in his inning yeah, of work. And days. it was just tempo, get the ball back deep breath he had a couple where he missed and it was get the ball quick breath back on the mound ready to go like no outward emotion when he didn't execute his pitch it was let's get to the next one yeah you know, um, you, Matt, you, what'd you think of him real quick let me jump in you oh. talked about that changeup, and you know that's a new pitch for him uh, I was standing behind the mound and just chatting with him a little bit. And, he, he, you know, he, he looks at me, he's like, you haven't seen this one yet, Les. And he threw a changeup. And I was kind of like, oh, like, okay. Like, that was during his warm-ups. And, and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm just learning it, right? So, um, you know, not doesn't, you know, make an excuse for, for the, you know, not landing it for strikes. But, you know, th- once that comes, look out. Right, Matt? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And Gary's one of those guys, another great kid. Um, he's one of those guys where it's like you just see him immediately and you know, I don't want to face this guy on the mound, right? He's six seven, throw some heat, and we all know that with where he's at, he can definitely add tons more, like getting up in the mid-upper 90s. And But all because of that, you, you can't discount his, his, his hitting capability. Like He was ripping off 100-plus exit velocities with his high of 102.3. And we saw that a little bit at the future games and then, and then saw it uh, this weekend. It's like, he can also hit, like he uses his body very well, very long limbs. And I mean, he was just hitting rocket after rocket and yeah, very impressive guy altogether and very close follow to watch for the coming years. Yeah. You, you, you talked about his, his hitting prowess. Uh, You know, we saw it in that first game at the future games against Carolinas where he had, you know, that double into the left center field gap. And it 
seemed like you know it took him 15 paces to get down to, down to second base with his long stride but i mean the ability to hit the, and he was don't don't forget matt was really good in the outfield for us and was really good at the um future games tryout in the outfield as well but uh, you know, in an effort to kind of conserve throws in the arm, uh, they've made the move to have him play over at first base. And, uh, you know, probably a smart move. Uh, but, you know, Gary is a guy who will have an opportunity, uh, you know, after what should be a, a big spring for him, uh, you know, have an opportunity to kind of pick and choose where he wants to play his college ball. And, and a guy who, when I saw him register, guys, I got so fired up because I've been hearing from my contacts down in his area about this kid now for about eight months. Um, you know, and Jose Ortega at a, at a little Calexico high school, um, you know, is 6'3", 200 pounds, um, just a, a strong dude and looks like I, a man already yeah yeah looks like a man already mm-hmm. was man when he's when he registered i was fired up and he did absolutely nothing on saturday to diminish any of my excitement about his future um hardy i'll start with you uh and then matt we'll get your take on him i'm not gonna steal all the glory so i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna talk <laughs> about the batting practice because i think we all could wax poetic on him for a while but the batting practice was to put it simply jaw-dropping I Uh mean he stepped in and he unleashed the first swing and it was like there's no way this kid's a 26 like this is what they look (laughs) like when they step on a college campus and they've had two years of you know high level division one weight training it just explodes through the zone I mean 101.8 94 8 average exit velocity he went 373 off the bat and if that wind's not blowing in that ball's probably closer to 400 feet he you know a couple guys jump ship down the left field line you can see that out of kids he went left center between the light tower and the scoreboard and it wasn't a wall scraper no I mean, it cleared it by a good couple feet and that was the one where if there's no wind it may have landed on the little hill that was back behind the field. It was just crushed. It was another one I talked about this at the OC preseason event where his first five swings, I couldn't get a note in because I was just so drawn in by what the swing looked like during batting practice. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop at BP. I'm going to let Matt and you take over the rest of what was a very, very good performance by him. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just add to that BP, you know, how, how it related in game. Um, he had a, a punch out, but it was a nine pitch punch out where he spoiled three or four pitches. Um, and so that told me, okay, this is a guy that, you know, is just not, he's not just like this aggressive BP, you know, go out and hack guy. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, has a, a, a pretty good understanding of what he's trying to do at the plate, but Matt on the mound, uh, he was pretty damn impressive too. Yeah. I mean, he struck out three guys out of five and, and his stuff was just looking really good. Um, great good slider and then a splitter that is very very good has very good drop late um on its pitching path and his ability to pitch i mean it's like pitch ability is what you talk about like he was sequencing his pitches very well 
keeping hitters off balance and getting uh, his punch out pitches on very good location. And even going back to BP, he's just one of those guys, the raw physicality, like you normally have at these events, you know, as, as BP goes on for 40 different guys, people start chatting in the outfield. But when he was pitching and when he was hitting and taking BP, he was one of the guys who it's like everyone just pauses and watches, right? It's he is he mm-hmm. when as soon as he starts playing, you 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 notice. Yeah, absolutely. And and again at at six three two bills, um, you know, a guy that's easy to to project in terms of tools and you know, in addition to these guys that we just kind of really broke down, there were some other some other standout performances um, or at least some other performances that were noteworthy. Um, you know some guys that we've seen before. Um, a, you know a twenty, a couple of a twenty-seven, and Joseph Flores out of Arlington. Um, uh, you know had nothing to show for two really good at bats. BP again was really good. Again another junior future games guy who who we are familiar with. Uh, who I think uh, sky's the limit for him. Two way potential. Um, you know we also had a group uh, visiting us from Japan and. Uh, you know, they brought out a dozen players uh, with the, you know, mostly all but one uh, high school age player. Uh, they had the MVP of Japan's 12U national team uh, from last summer was here as well. And I think he might have been the most impressive player uh, on that roster from a projection standpoint. Uh, but but we I would be remiss if we didn't talk about our guy Shohei. Um, and I can't find, I can't find Shohei's last name on my list here. And it's Kimura. probably a good, Shohei Kamora. There it is. Uh, you know, we talked about Bergie earlier and, and the hit that he gave up and, you know, this, this, this ball was absolutely pieced, uh, you know, a triple to the right center field gap. Um, and you know, Shohei's a big dude, but you know, were there any other guys that, you know, maybe pair, maybe did uh, maybe did one or two things that that you know caught your attention. You know, and, and made you kind of circle their names. Yeah, I got a I got a pair of twenty six middle infielders. Uh, first, Sebastian Grove out of Notre Dame, little mm-hmm. shortstop, um, just a solid little player. But the thing I liked about him was I think he had five or six chances in game mm-hmm. at short, and it was fluid, easy, accurate throws, real confidence. Like some guys can look good in the defensive workout and it doesn't translate to the game. Mm-hmm. He, and not everyone was routine. He had to go glove side. He had to go backhand, slow roller, liked him. Uh, another one, Brandon Kim, younger brother mm-hmm. of Cameron Kim at UCLA, 26 shortstop, third baseman, took a good BP, just quick, compact, lots of barrels. Looks like he's got a chance to stick at shortstop. If not, he's going to be able to move over to third or second and be good. He's out of Norco. Going to be a nice one to follow. Those two guys caught my eye. They're definitely interesting little younger players. Yeah, Kim Kim had that that just absolute missile line out to the shortstop and one of his at bats. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, after he after he drew drew a walk and. You know, I'm glad you brought up Seve Grove. Uh, you know, a 27 uh, at a Notre Dame oh, Gro- Grove. Right, yeah, Grove had that one inning where he had three straight uh, three straight chances, yeah. and like you said, glove side, backhand, then the slow roller made all three look really, really easy. Matt, anybody for you? 
Uh, yeah, I think one who really impressed me in, in BP and one who I even said, like, good round as I was changing the blast because I'm watching this trackman numbers. It's Camden Getz, left-handed hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he really ripped off, like, consistent line drive after line drive, 90-plus exit velo after 90-plus exit velo. That was really impressive. Um, didn't get to see too much in terms of hitting that I particularly remember in the game, but that BP was very impressive for me. Yeah, quality, he had a couple quality at-bats, nothing to show for it, which, you know, that's the nature of the game sometimes. But, you know, another guy who I think has a high baseball IQ and, and has the potential to uh, play the game for a while. Well, guys, um, you know, that wraps up the the SoCal preseason All-State Underclass, uh, you know, podcast here. I want to thank you guys for hopping on uh, and breaking down some of these players. Thank you again for having me, Les. Enjoyed it. Love talking about these kids. Yeah, my pleasure. Always a good time. Big thanks to Stephen Hardesty and Matt Monk for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.